This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may ye shall know them by their fruits. Entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Sent here to Lord. lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. And decide for yourself. Then when the lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we shall be. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. I'm Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Divine on this June 19th. How are you, Devin? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Good. It's hot. England is never hot, but this week it's really hot, and I'm dying. This is the week. I know. This is the one. Well, I know the thing about it is these buildings don't have any air conditioning built into them because it's only hot like one week of the year. So they all have heaters and everything, but there is no air conditioning anywhere. 
And so mm. it's just this sweltering heat. They don't have like swamp coolers or anything? No, not in my apartment. Yeah. It's just this little radiator. Just not radiator necessary. Heater. Yeah, it's not necessary. There's like one week, like three days of the year, you even see the sun. And it's today and tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see the sun. Uh, that's funny well the clouds do not put out the sun (laughs) you're like well now you're getting on some other level there Mm." it reminds me of when you go scuba diving they tell you even if it's a cloudy day you can still get a sunburn and it's true (laughs) yeah happened to you oh yeah yeah because you swim out there all day and you're like, oh, it's kind of cloudy, so I'm not going to burn. And then you go home and you're like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> and with that salt water. Oh, man. It's totally different. Oh, I wish I were on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> Your beach is in the air now. Yeah. Just swim in the air. <laughs> the humidity. Yeah. Uh. All right. What are we doing? <laughs> I've, I've been listening to our intro, and I was listening to it again just now. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get afraid of it. It's funny. I, I actually had a couple come in for an interview, and then I just happened to have that open, and they're like, oh, yeah, let's hear a sample. And I played the beginning, and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out of here. I'm like, what? No way. <laughs> I know. It was scared him off. And like, uh, well, that's fine by me, because I thought you were a course student. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, you know, life. It's a tricky (laughs) thing, this little ego mind. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, no, it really is. What what about this intro? I don't know, it's too creepy. In one part of it, you're reading James 1. Yeah. It talks about if you have, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he'll give you. But any man who's a double-minded man, who's unstable in all his ways, you know, let him not think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And I'm like, man, I think I'm, an, I'm, I'm like the most double-minded person in the world. <laughs> what is double-minded? Well, is it like two-faced, but with the mind? I don't know. Because I think it's in reference to, like, faith, right? Okay. Your faith worketh patience. And then it goes on to say things like, um, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And I'm like, what? That's awful. I hate being in diverse temptations. How do you (laughs) count that as joy? But that's a very Devin thing to do. (laughs) I bet I struggle with it. Yeah, A Course in Miracles refers to it often as the split mind. Well, you know, I just realized I don't know if it actually refers it to that. But being a double-minded man is is also referring to that. And that you have, say, a holy side or a Christ awareness side. And then you have this other side that doubts everything. And it really is quite literally... As if you have two consciousnesses, this this aspect of yourself, this ego mind, 
And that's where most people are dominant in, so they're not even aware that this other thing is going on. Mm -hmm. But it's a natural condition with that idea. And then there's different personality types and characteristics within that mind. So it's like naturally splits off and divides up. But it's like you, you won't really know the truth or even happiness if you're recognizing that you are simply a separate mind in a separate world. And you won't find happiness in your dire temptations and those problems throughout your your day because you're too busy on this separate doubting mind instead of the mind that knows God. That's how I interpret it. Makes sense. I've noticed... Because things have been kind of rough out here. It's been rough. Med school's been rough, but lately it's been really rough. And I notice when that happens, I slide very firmly into this ego identity. And I'm like, is there God? Can it possibly even exist? Like, does this existential, does happiness even exist? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like, is it faith? Or is it double-mindedness? I mean, what is it? What is it I'm lacking or have too much of or something? Well, I like the idea, as I just thought of how we, in this program, we don't prepare anything. I don't know if you prepare your questions or anything, but I completely come here completely empty-handed. And mm. what we talked about, I think it was last week, where we always desire this learning and an expanding. Right. It's the same idea that we enjoy this experience of being in the moment because we're open to that opportunity to learn and expand and be something new instead of being a habit or being kind of the same way of thinking. And so what I would say mostly what you're craving is that opportunity to be something new or more about yourself mm -hmm. instead of you know, going through this routine or somewhat doing the same. It's the same idea as when people think in schooling, this kid's not being challenged enough and stuff like that. Is that it's not always the same type of challenging works for the same type of people. But the whole reason we want to be challenged is because we want to grow. We want to learn more. We're bored with the way of old stuff and stuff that we know and... And we want something new. We want to expand into it. Hey, bud. I'm doing my show with Mark. You know, you got cars on. It's okay. Just ignore him. <laughs> so we crave something new. It makes... It would make sense. Oh, I think he wants me to help with baby brother. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, hang on one second. I'm going to stop the recording and I'll... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm in a unique situation right now. I don't know what to do. Okay, I'm going <laughs> back. It's okay. I'm just going to run out. Maybe you can 
Chat up a storm or something. I'll just yeah, sing my elevator music. The idea that we want something new and not to be stuck in a rut because we are always growing and expanding. Or at least that's what we desire to do. That makes sense to me, though. Because if you're doing the same thing every day, which I tend to be doing, then I could see how being stuck in a rut would make you want to feel like you want to grow and expand and something's unsettled. You, know, you want to change something. To do something new and realize more of your potential. Hey, you talking? I was pontificating uh. about the idea of doing something new. Oh, no. Mommy can help you. Go ask mommy to turn into Elmo, okay? Mommy can help you. Please, bud. Well, that's all my life is about right now. I mean, this is a whole new experience of being a father and everything. Right. And Did you have a good Father's Day? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's good. It, the day itself, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I accept the, the happy Father's Days that come along. Mm. But you can sit here and be quiet and be happy with me and we can talk with Dr. Mark but I'm not going to be able to get up and help you with Elmo no. alright so we got a different program today <laughs> I'll be back again I like our intro. I can see how it would scare people. Because it's kind of like scary music. But I actually really like it. And it's interesting the the scriptures that he reads behind it, you know? Because it's all about asking for knowledge. You know, if anyone asks for knowledge, it'll be given to him. And I think that's what this whole program is about. So I think it's really fitting. It's about like seeking knowledge and finding more and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to listen in. You're not supposed to stop. <laughs> I'm gonna monologue. Your drum solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's this program all about? What were you saying? I said I really like our our intro and the scripture that you read behind it. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Because I think that's kind of what our program is, or at least what I get out of it. It's like asking and getting answers and learning and growing and stuff. Yeah. And as much as it seems like you might be asking of me, I'm doing the same thing. I'm mm -hmm. just, you know, doing it with spirit. And 
I wouldn't say that I don't have uh, a double-minded personality or something. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't say that I don't have this ego self that really strictly deals with like my children and and my family and the world. But then I have this alternate self, and it's been this training to and this ability to recognize this alternate self that has this greater perspective on life and this uh, be able to see like these answers and to see the to communicate and commune with God and whatever it might be the Holy Spirit right yeah and we all have this you know it's not just you know me but it's it's literally everyone has this ability but it's are we trained enough to actually put it to use or recognize it? It's like we think of it as inspiration in our minds instead of quite literally the difference between a perception of separation and proper perception of being one united with everything of all the existence, including God. We get wrapped up in this idea of separation and our yeah. ego identity and stuff. Yeah, and that's something A Course in Miracles deliberately attempts to assist in is to think in a fashion that is in harmony with the universe and not thinking it's separate from the universe trying to fit in it, but that it's always been in harmony with the rest of the universe. And maybe that's where my brain kind of goes off is if something happens that I don't like, I resist it and I feel like I want to fight against it rather than realizing that I'm in harmony with everything, you know? Yeah, it's it's an option, you know, but the whole situation, even feeling that way, which a lot of people wouldn't necessarily agree with, is in harmony with it, you know, like the water reaches a waterfall and it just has to do and act differently all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing with your, your life is that you're going with the flow and even being in resistance to the flow and doing a whirlpool thing or even collecting as a puddle or, or a pond. It's like it all has different characteristics and different means and some would say that parts of it, like being the lowest resistance, is holier or better than moving through it. But the least resistance is to not have a definition of which one is better or worse. And it's the same thing with emotions and everything. Is that while on the spiritual path, while most people are doing with religion and things, is that there is still many definitions of what is right and what is wrong and so it's a constant war and a battle right. instead of re really like eliminating that war by seeing it all the same and so it takes a training of this mind this perceiver to actually recognize that there is no difference between happiness and anger and even though the mind in the world might think of it as different and would prefer one over the other, 
even that sense is is like a ripple in the river. It's just something moving. It's a movement. It's just happening. And it really is by this training, you, you start to think of yourself and identify with something greater than yourself, bigger than this little personality that has this definition of, and this knowledge of right and wrong, of good and evil. You transcend all that. Yeah, as far as, yeah, as in a conscious experience and sure. in, in your mind of how you look at it, you do and are able to transcend the situation of being painful or, or even being pleasurable, and it's all the same. And I, I guess that's in the beginning as well, too, where it's, you are able to simply enjoy. So then you find that position of yourself of being above this battleground of this war and you can enjoy your happy times and you can enjoy your sad times and you can enjoy your anger times and you can enjoy your challenges and you can enjoy, you know, it's, it's now you have a joy about everything it seems like you're doing instead of just some of the things you're doing. <laughs> so even if you're in a situation where things aren't going the way you want them to, yeah. you can find joy in those situations. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody does it this way, but this is how I've done it. That Even when I'm upset and I get upset about the situation, I'm enjoying sure. that upset differently. Like I recognize and can easily change my mind about it and turn it around at any point. But it's like a choice to see this other side. And it's just like a different color. You know, I, I, putting rose-colored glasses on all the time just starts tinting everything out. I mean, it gets boring. I want things blue every now and then. <laughs> You know, and it's, but it's the same thing. It's just another experience. Instead of insisting I can never have blue uh, gla col col blah, colored glasses, blue colored glasses, I will always have rose colored glasses on because I'm a rose colored glasses person. You know, I'm, I'm kind of trans transcending in our minds that idea that it doesn't matter what color you're looking at the world that you can feel the same about all of them. And it is a consciousness training that it's not about the, it's not about the spirit and it's not about the, the body and the training of the body or the training of the spirit for they all represent what the mind is trained and habitually believing about itself. As we have this ego consciousness mind, this is a, an, an idea that comes after the fact of all the representation, but then there's a, when you train that mind to see on the other side of that little barrier, that split mind, mm -hmm. to that other side of consciousness that is greater, you recognize everything is coming from it. Everything is an expression of it instead of, you know, the mind that perceives everything and thinks itself is designed from it. It's now your before instead of after. So you're creating it and not falling victim to it. Yeah. And, you know, flies. 
<laughs> and <laughs> it's entirely possible to do both. But when you are victim of it, you're in it, like thinking that it's happening to you. But you can also experience victimhood in the same sense, knowing that you're doing it. But it's a totally different situation. Like you can put yourself in the situation and enjoy it regardless of what it is because you know you put yourself in it. Or you can be in it thinking someone else did it to you and you're fully wholeheartedly in it and you will feel the suffering of it. So it really is above the whole idea that this is good or bad. And that really is, as far as the story of Adam and Eve, that's like the only way that we can actually experience this separation in this physical form is to have this idea that there's an opposition to things, an opposition to joy. So somebody who says rose-colored glasses are good and blue-colored glasses are bad, and they want to be in rose-colored, but if sometimes they see blue, they get all upset. Ah, oh, I don't want to see blue. That's bad. I yeah. hate it when that happens. Yeah. But if you just embrace the experience and stop thinking about things in terms of good and bad, yeah. you can just appreciate it. And embracing is noble and a beautiful step, but it is a step. It's, it's as far as embracing it, is perfect but it's like a natural occurrence when you recognize like it's a conscious recognition of being in an alternate space to the entirety of the universe like you know not just walking in shoes but you're walking in a body and you know this entirety of the body and the world is all walking in you and so it's like goes into those dimensions of experience that as far as referring to that it it's not immediate in understanding especially if someone is coming from strictly physics and strictly the world understanding then there's steps and that's what why the holy spiritual universe is referred to as a conduit or or something that assists and guides to the actual truth and the knowledge because it's to say it's all in your mind is such a far extreme from it nothing being in your mind, you know? Like, you're totally separate from everything. And so the spiritual universe is this idea of it being all connected and joined, which is a reflection of that true knowledge of God, but it will only point to that actual knowledge of God. Like, it's not actually the representation. Like, it's not the the knowledge of God itself. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, because God's not separate, yeah. right? Yeah, and so the fact that there's different colors and different frequencies establishes a space. And that frequencies mm -hmm. and, and having a holy spiritual universe, my soul, even though we're connected... It still is a different soul than yours that has connectedness to it <laughs> and mm -hmm. everybody else. But it's and it's a step closer to understanding that it's all connected because it then is quite literally one thing. So all these noble steps that we take 
to try to realize the truth is just helping us to get closer but still yeah. we even have to transcend those yeah exactly it's it's like it knows what speaks to you and so it's going to when you get inspired you're like oh that that makes sense i get that then it's gonna mm -hmm. use that same symbolism to move on to the next <laughs> and it will always seek to motivate you and inspire you but it's always pointing you to the 100 percent of knowledge and so you you can go as far as you want as slow as you want so that's why a course of miracles is a required course only the time you take it is voluntary and that's the realization of the 100 percent of truth of who you are and you can you, you can follow that guidance as slowly as you want, you know, as motivating you to do another thing or an additional thing, a, a greater understanding or a lesser understanding, whatever you're guided to do. And it will expand you, expand you, expand you. And uh, it really comes from that sense of motivation that we think of ourselves as boring and or this situation and suffering. And we feel that desire to grow we feel that mm -hmm. desire to do something new. And that really is that same, that guidance that it's required. And that gives us the stimulus. Yeah. To look for something to grow. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Stimulus. That's a good word. <laughs> Our but lives are time, full of this. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, like you're saying, it, it happens at our own individual pace some people are faster or slower yeah but that's not good or bad right we have all of eternity to figure uh, this stuff out yeah yeah it's definitely not good or bad it's being a representation you know as far as some understanding is that you're not experiencing the universe but the universe is experiencing you and that's mm. to say that you're a specific perception that is new to everything and far as far as existence not as far as everything being done already but this is another dimensional perspective that you're offering this perception to the totality of experience that if something is so great as god became what it is this is only a partial perspective of that journey And the journey progresses yeah. as we have these kind of inclinations. Yeah, as far as which part and how far are you, you referencing to? Well, like if I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I hate my life. Things are going bad. Ugh. But that in itself isn't like bad. Because that's what I want to do is I want to assign this label that it's all bad. I hate it. It's going on. But maybe that's just an inkling, some kind of stimulus or an inclination or pushing me to be like, hey, let's have a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And when something like falls apart and your life seems to be coming to an end or you lost your job, it's it's really the only words that are that could help or is worthy of that situation is congratulations. You know, <laughs> you're, you're moving into something new. You're you're expanding instead of, you know, the mind 
when it's untrained, it wants to stick to these old ways. And it's like, no, I had a habit. I had a routine. I enjoyed right. what I was doing. And, you know, it's like, but at the same time, the whole reason it's changing is because you were bored. Like a, an aspect of you, you know, you were falling asleep. You were, you were, didn't want it. It happened anymore. So you were expanding and you're, you, as in the higher self of you, knew that it was time knew that you you were ready and it naturally went about the experience of simply bringing about a new experience and things need to fall away in order for you to then cling on to something else and it's really that mind that has learned the capability of doing new things all the time and feeling inspired all the time because of it uh, really mm -hmm. Is, has the ability to continue to do whatever it's doing because it doesn't see it as the same and you know but you still see how you want to you know slow down you know the water's raging all the time referring to that metaphor mm -hmm. and you know, I go around another turn and like oh this river and it's like sometimes you just want to slow down you're like oh, I want to get find a lake you know, I want to <laughs> settle, Relax. settle down. Yeah. But then that too, eventually, you know, has to start moving again. It's when it starts mm -hmm. to settle that it starts to die and it starts to, you know, well, grow bacteria and become gross and you know, <laughs> different things. There's as much as water is going in it, there has to be water coming out eventually. Mm -hmm. And well, it's just flooding. And so it goes somewhere else. It finds another experience. But it also includes, like I'm not saying you have to keep moving all the time. You can settle as much as you want, as much as you let yourself move too. You know, you're, it's another experience. Each, think of it as staircase. You're just taking a step, but don't stop on a step for too long and forget that it's the stairway to heaven and it's, not really the destination it's like the stairway of heaven and it's continuous but you can stop for a little while but something eventually is going to force you to move it's going to force you to keep walking because the whole point of the experiences is additional experiences hmm. so i'm trying to think to go from one experience to another to another to another and have this progression of experiences in one mentality one mindset it can be a painful process yeah. of kind of getting thrown around and tossed on the waves but if your mindset is right you're saying that if we you know train our consciousness and stuff that that can be a pleasant experience yeah. a congratulatory experience yeah and i've had people you know kind of associate when I talk about it that I have uh, disassociated personality disorder or something mm. and they say that <laughs> the fact that I am detached from the world and not mm. concerned about what's occurring but I think it's also a misunderstanding because I'm still kind of living life it's still happening I'm not in the sense of, you know, giving up on Devon. I'm allowing mm -hmm. Devon to do what Devon does, but I know I'm not Devon, you know? And mm -hmm. so 
as much as Devin can feel all the array of emotions. I'm not insisting Devin has to be any specific way, but it's natural occurrence because of what Devin is as in a reflection of what I really am, an image to what I really am, then when I do recognize my true self, it's a natural occurrence that it reflects joy because that's what I'm choosing to see. But it's okay that, you know, as it, Devin gets upset and angry and all this stuff, I'm still in joy. You know, I'm up here in a recliner, lazy boy, and I'm just like look, looking at Devin and like, and at any time, it's it's almost as if it's written in the script. So just watch it, let it happen, and then when it's time to be done, it's done. Like I make the decision. I'm like, oh, I can be a representation of joy again. And so I'm not gonna say that like, as so many spiritual teachers do, that they never get upset and then they never have this. And like my truth is that way also. But Devin has all the array of every option available to it. And I freely take up (laughs) and experience all of them. And I have no issue with it. So when you go through your life and you're experiencing it through the Devon character that you are, but kind of are also just watching. Yeah. You're not so attached to the outcomes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like most, I was talking to somebody the other day about the finality of life and how a lot of our experience we spend ignoring our own death, the inevitability, our mortality, especially people who are kind of atheist and don't want to think about religion and stuff. They spend a lot of time in the moment, which is fine. But then when death, they get faced with death and it's yeah. this thing, you know, it's scary. you're so attached to life and you don't, a near death experience seems so terrible. But to you, your near-death experience was a wonderful experience. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I've noticed as I've talked about that so many times that people have different definitions of what a near-death experience is. And as like, you know, I almost just died in that car accident. I had a near-to-death experience. And that right. makes sense. But as far as this, this was quite literally... I. As far as I experienced, I died. <laughs> I went to alternate places, and and coming to this coming back is is like I I don't call it a near death experience anymore, even though most was, would. I call it a death experience. <laughs> no, I literally died and came back. But yeah, as far as it was the <laughs> Devon has no definition of joy in comparison to the amount I felt there. It was just so, I mean, blowing me apart, obliterating myself, that it was so amazing and beautiful. And yeah, I could say that I have been able to palpably recognize that position throughout my time right now and throughout my day that makes it a little easier Instead of just conceptually having an idea of being above the battleground, I've, Mm. you know, can say that I've been solely there, completely there, and none of the other stuff. So uh, Mm. (laughs) it's a little easier to experience. 
yeah, I can, I can kind of like, if I was a painting, I could point to it instead of most people are like, well, it's over here or there or everywhere. And even though all those answers are true, can you use it? Can you utilize it? But I got there from the whole noble step process system of forgiving and releasing and meditating and everything I could get my hands onto of alternate experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, hallucinogens and everything. <laughs> and it was very well worth it. So when you see yourself, you're not looking at the ego self. You're looking at the, like the higher self that really runs the show behind everything. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm not seeing both, um, but I do see both. And that's referring to actually like four different selves going on. And that's more of a position of reality. Like the body is just a laid over the center of the universe. And you're looking about on everything you've chose for this body to represent. The whole reason you look like a body is because I look like a body. I chose the whole body experience. And I actually chose to see my family as bodies before I saw myself as a body and actually participating in it. Mm-hmm. And, and in that same sense, so as we talk about the third dimension, you know, that's a physical body as well as the sixth dimension is right here and there's a physical body as well and as well as the ninth dimension is a physical body as well so as far as referring to self uh, the consciousness self i think of myself as this consciousness that is not even a soul even as i can see several expressions of and expansions of the soul here uh, in the same sense of seeing several expansions of physical bodies in this same place uh, but I think of myself as consciousness and one great uh, big mind with aspects everywhere and so you don't view this physical body as a limitation no I see it as an expression and it is a form of expression that I have of myself it is literally the sun of me like you and everybody we are the this is the variation and the version of this having children and being in the not knowing of the truth of ourselves so as far as referring to the second third and fourth dimension this is the experience of not knowing the truth of our reality and once you do start to know you're actually tapping into alternate dimensions Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of ways that I can relate because I haven't had a death experience per se Yeah, but I have had experiences of things dying like yeah. relationships that I've been in that have fallen apart I felt like it was death yeah. or like I lost a job or something and those things that I was super attached to at the time after you kind of transcend it you realize that you're more than your job or this relationship or your car yeah whatever undeniably too right yeah yeah most of the time people are studying something and they think it's possible to deny it and and to question it but this even like 
the physical world, when you're fully focused on the physical world, you can't deny it. It's the same thing with, with the truth of consciousness or the truth of the spiritual universe. It's only while you're looking at it from a glance, looking at it from some other angle and still focus on the physical universe that you can doubt it. But then when you're wholly in it, you can't doubt it anymore. You know, it's as real as anything else you would say is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as far as your experiences, I mean, you have all these 10, 12 dimensions of your experience all right here, right now. It's all here available, but we're just currently focused on a specific type of experience with, with an array of options of partial experience to the whole for a very specific perspective and even though it's being separate from itself is a dream it's still moving on and expanding into an alternate separate self and a bigger greater higher separate self but still separate self until it reaches this entirety of the whole of itself and then it simply by definition starts back off at the very beginning of its own experience. So it's like a constant cycle of the journey to God and being God to the journey of God and being God, journey and God being God. Mm -hmm. It seems as if it's different universes and God's children create different universes, but it's really the same one experience over and over again. And that's but I'm referring to eternity of right. over. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah, like... Yeah, it's not like uh, through seven days and then you're on to right. the next. <laughs> no, it's long enough that you can't remember the beginning and you enjoy it again. And we're in this third dimension because this is where we're choosing to focus this part of the journey, to experience this right now. Yeah, so most people are dominantly focused on the third dimension, but we have three dimensions in focus at all the time, and that's oh, yeah. mostly the second, third, and fourth, and the third being in the middle is what people refer to as the physical body. The second is typically the, our emotions, and the fourth is their ego consciousness. And when you come to a place of actually mastering your emotions in a sense of of energy you're actually tapping into the fifth dimension opposed to the being in the second still oh yeah yeah so it gets a little technical and everything but <laughs> it's quite literally how the world and existence has been developed well i notice as things come up that i you know things come up for you and you're able to handle it really well without getting too upset, without freaking out or something. But I have a tendency to freak out and get mad and all upset. And so mm. I'm more focused on the second dimension, trying to work towards the fifth. Yeah. Well, I've done that too, you know. It's all about the, the journey and the step. And you can't master something if you don't think you have it, you know, if you don't think you're completely in it. And to say, referring to mastery is, you know, God and the journey to God is learning to master every possible option of what it is. And so God would be the master of every last little thing as incapable to do anything. 
But it could only do that by thinking it's that. Just like you're thinking you're Mark, you're thinking you're emotional, you're thinking you actually have that. Right. And so you're becoming a master by believing that you're succumbed to it until you realize that you're doing it. <laughs> and then you move on to the next mastery way of mastery. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that makes me so emotional is something goes wrong or I lose a job or whatever is I get so attached to it. It's yeah. me. It's some part of me that I'm losing. Yeah. But just like your death experience, if you transcend life itself, then you realize it's kind of a tool or it's something that you're doing. You're not losing part yeah. of yourself. Yeah. It's like Maybe a car, that's... you know? You think of the same way as a car. It's sad, yeah, you love that car. It broke down, it crashed, whatever. Right. And But you it's okay to move on to the next you know it's replaceable it's the same thing with a body it's the same experiences and and everything is just continues on as much as energy continues it never actually you know gets destroyed so if things go the way you don't like part of you is not getting destroyed well it's part of you may be speaking to you saying hey let's have a new experience yeah it's definitely a lot like that. But when you recognize the truth, you you also see this pattern throughout the entirety of the thing. And you're seeing there's nothing really new anymore. It's not really surprising. It's all happened before. It's like this is just maybe another variation of colors and images to, to uh, the same experience that you've done before. So you kind of know how to respond to it and react to it. And you're taking that another healing opportunity and actually using what you're trained to do now and your way of training to instead say, you know, I live in a universe that's like this and that works perfectly and has seasons and, and is love and everything. Not so much in a universe anymore that I, I get upset in that fashion and, and, you know, bitch and moan about it. <laughs> You know, it's you. You almost have to insist that the universe is the way you want to be, want it to be, and you're, you know, you're you literally start experiencing it that way. If you want to see it that way, you will. If you don't really want to see it that way, don't really want to experience it that way, you're stick with what you choose. Yeah. So if I see myself as a little ego identity. Like little tray you out there, he's crying <laughs> the whole time. Sorry. Because right. <laughs> I, I'll get in this mindset where something will happen. I'll be like, ah, and I'll try to remember. Well, this whole world is just you know by design. It's by my creation or something. But then my ego mind's like, no, I wouldn't have done that. That's stupid. I hate when that happens. You know. Yeah. But to realize that you're something bigger that's not being affected by the world. And maybe you are being affected by the world. But like you said, you're also before the world. Creating yeah. it. Yeah. And being affected by it. Yeah, so I like to think of it as, as I often use the metaphor of being in a movie theater. It's like you're, you're looking through the eyes of Mark 
on the screen and everything's happening. And you actually have this fourth dimension of it where, you know, you, you also got these speakers in the chair whispering words in your to you, say, <laughs> convincing you what to do and how to say and and how <laughs> to experience and everything. And and so it kind of has this little bit. You, you start to believe it, especially since it's been years. You you're believing that voice to actually be you. And because when you follow it, the body does things when you do things or say certain things, then the body says it as well. It seems like it's useful. It seems like it actually because your classification of use is on the body. It is quite literally the same thing that that ego mind is represented by the body, just like the conscious Christ mind is represented by the soul. Mm -hmm. So you as you're having that experience. So if you really, you know, you see Mark getting all upset and you see the voice or you hear the voice in the speaker, it's kind of remembering that you're just watching a movie, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you do this little detaching thing and you're like, I hear you, I see you. And Mark in the video might still be getting all upset and everything. It might not be. It might stop being like, oh, crap, he's not convinced anymore. <laughs> and you know whatever might happen instead you you remember that you just sat down and started watching this instead of it's always been your reality that reminds me of the movie revolver have you seen that yet mm -mm. i oh. saw the elevator scene oh yeah yeah that's right he's like i hear you yeah you, oh beautiful movie <laughs> So perfect. Maybe I'll have to go watch it tonight. Yeah, if you can get a hold of the whole thing, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I think I've seen it, but the director's cut is a little harder to understand, but theatrical is funner to watch and it has these these people that are guiding him kinda and he they he thinks that, you know, they're the his worst enemy. But he <laughs> it's you gotta see it but it's the same thing about spirit following the spirit the ego has developed it in a fashion to go completely against it and saying no no this is not right this is not true right. and it makes it the scariest thing that could be and once you actually recognize and like see it happening in, in that sense of a detachment a little bit it's you know a totally different experience you can just mm. let you don't have to worry about what to say you can just let your person say stuff you don't have mm. to worry about what to do you can just let your person do it and it just you can just relax and be quite literally in the peace of God and the perspective of God being at the peace of the being in the perspective of God looking at it as all the same. I think that would be good practice. Because one thing that I always do is I'm fighting back. I'm like, no, I don't want it this way. And I'm trying to push against the way things are flowing. You know, I'm always trying to swim upstream or whatever, rather than just letting it happen. <laughs> because I feel like I have to protect something. Like, no, I built my sandcastle. Don't knock it over. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, and like the common Buddhist, Tibetan Buddhist practice, it builds sand mandalas, takes hours and hours and hours, getting it very perfect in exact shapes, and then in the festival they just blow it all away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even take pictures of them. Not supposed to anyway. But. Mm-hmm. No holding on to it, but putting everything into it and making it perfect and wholeheartedly into it and then just letting it all go. I think that would be a good practice. I decided to start a new podcast. Uh, it's, I was just going to call it Come Sleep With Me, but people <laughs> have a problem with that name, I think. Uh, I'm thinking of calling it Come Sleep With Me in Heaven with Angels. And it's more about learning to let go and forgive through the sleeping and just sleeping to it. I tell you, you can be here if you're quiet. I just got a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. Okay. You said you'd be quiet, not being quiet. <laughs> okay. On that note, <clears throat> yeah, he's a little emotional today. He actually had, had an incident last night because we don't always uh, put Link in the swing and, and like attach him to it. We don't always buckle him in. Oh, and yeah. Atreyu was taught not to touch it, but he's been kind of rebelling lately, testing his boundaries, and he... Trina went in there when heard him screaming and Link was on the ground under the swing and Atreya was trying to pick him up and freaking oh, out. Man. And it, So I guess he knocked him out of the swing and he was all upset about it. He knew he oh. did something wrong, but we think we used, he was just trying to hug him but didn't understand the situation. And so he's been really emotional since that spanking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mark, for this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So now what? What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> just let thank you fall. all for tuning in and being here. And yeah, we just got a Patreon page, and it'll be divided out to co-hosts and hosts. I guess that's me. And if you want to check that out, help out, go to openandclear.com. And it's right there, or click the donate button. All right. So, how do we say goodbye? Adios. Au revoir. Let's make like a bulimic and vominos. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a beautiful day, guys. And girls. Sorry. Jeez.